Well, hello, Taquistas. This is Victor Landa, your host of the 18 Podcast. And today, we're going to be talking about the economy. And I know it's kind of intricate. I know sometimes it can kind of do little cobwebs in your head. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to break it down. And specifically, we want to break down what President Trump unveiled with his new tax plan and his budget proposal, and then try to reflect on what that means for the Latino community. Because I've never heard of a discussion focused specifically on a tax plan and a budget and how that affects Latinos. So I thought, well, why don't we do it now? Why don't we do it ourselves? What the president unfolded or unveiled was what they call a skinny budget. And that means it's more of a wish list. It doesn't have a lot of meat on it. It's sort of like goals and directions. And this is what I want to do, but not so much. This is how I'm going to do it. Presidents do this and then the debate begins. So as this debate is beginning, we thought that we would have a conversation with the Dr. Raul Hinojosa from UCLA, who uh, watches and, and is a scholar on things having to do with the economy, international economy, Latino studies. And he, uh, well, actually, we caught up with him uh, in Washington, D.C., where he is, uh, for the moment, or at least for one year, uh, teaching and doing some research. And this is our conversation about the Trump budget and the Trump tax plan with Dr. Hinojosa. So, Dr. Hinojosa, welcome to the uh, New Stocko podcast, the Dieciocho podcast. It's good to have you. Good to be here with you. Uh, for, for the sake of our listeners, could you tell us, to, uh, give us an idea of distance? Where are you right now? Right now, I'm literally uh, looking over uh, the Scott Circle in Washington, D.C. General Scott, who, uh, as you know, uh, uh, invaded Mexico and, and uh, claimed all the <laughs> yes. territory. So, this is uh, five blocks from the White House. I'm, I'm sp- I'm speaking to you from the University of California, Washington Center, where I'm a professor for UCLA, and I'm here for the year uh, on the front lines of, uh, of this momentous change that's going on in Washington. So you're in the perfect place to talk about the, the, well, the budget, yes, but more than anything, the new tax plan that has been proposed, for lack of a better word, uh, by President uh, Trump yesterday. Correct. Correct. As as we, you know, basically, both the the tax plan and and the budget pl- so called plan before them are not really plans at all. I mean, they're literally, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, press releases. Uh, you know, which could have just as easily been done in in six tweets, given <laughs> how how incredibly lacking of detail they are. Um, uh, so. I mean, but, you know, and, and they're not at all serious documents in a sense that uh, the, that there's any de- real detail or has any real capacity uh, to um, uh, pass political mustard. Um, but it is an indication. They're both very important documents about how seriously we should take what this administration is at least wishing for. And obviously willing to put out there from a, a political uh, a point of view uh, a markers uh, for how they want to see uh, the struggles, whether this actually ends up in legislation in any near this format or a, a battle like healthcare was, which is uh, uh, something that essentially will implode. But what's really important for us to um, to think about 
is that these are have real serious consequences if any of this any of uh, uh, of these types of uh, proposals actually come to flourishion and impacts on Latinos. I mean, I mean, for example, obviously, uh, um, for example, the tax uh, uh, cuts. I, what we know, this is really not a tax reform uh, a plan at, uh, at all. It's really just a statement of the desire for massive tax cuts uh, focused on corporate America. The idea of reducing uh, uh, corporate uh, tax rates from 35 to 15 percent um, mm. The bulk of them um, would have massive consequences for the future of the economy, not least of which will be the transfer of trillions of dollars uh, to corporations, creating a massive debt that the taxpayers of the United States will be responsible for 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 uh, generations to come. Um, and. Um, well, all of this is, is is predicated on an idea that goes back to the 1970s, isn't it? The the famous Laffer curve that that was uh, that was drawn uh, famously on a napkin in 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 a, over dinner with Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld, and that became trickle down economics during the 80s, and it was uh, resurfaced again during the the second Bush administration. It's it's the idea that uh, the the wealthiest people in the country, and and in this case, the president and his cabinet are millionaires and billionaires, so that they they want to be able to decide how they're going to distribute wealth. I think it boils down to that, isn't it? Correct. And, and they could just as easily have released this plan on a napkin. I think it would have been more appropriate. <laughs> um, and, and, and in fact, with the Laffer curve, because that's exactly what they're proposing. And they, I couldn't believe the secretary of the Treasury uh, said it with a straight face right. that supposedly this this uh, this will pay for itself through new growth. And everybody now since the 1980s. Uh, has discredited that that theory uh, that in fact the Reagan administration uh, did do a, a massive tax cut, uh, corporate tax cut, and tax cut uh, in other parts of the economy, and with the same argument, like uh, Laffer, who's laughable, laughably called an economist, um, <laughs> you know uh, that that this was going to stimulate uh, a dramatic amount of growth, would therefore and create more um, uh, government revenue, and that would make yeah. up for the shortfall. Well, Never all of this happened. comes like it, with... It, it, it did not happen. In fact, uh, what happened is that um, uh, the opposite happened, that yes. uh, as taxes were increased by Bush the first and by Clinton is when you had even stronger growth. Um, so it's it's really phenomenal uh, what, what Paul Krugman calls... Vo- you know, zombie economics. Uh, <laughs> yeah. George George Bush Senior used to call the Laffer curve voodoo economics. That's right. The zombie the zombies are that a a ridiculously dead idea that has been shown to not work is still has life, and uh, because I, I think it it it, it you know it, and it's in a sense completely predictable that Donald Trump is going to use this because it it's it uses the same technique that he has which is the big lie, which makes people feel good, which has no relationship to reality, and if, which, if ever implemented, would actually hurt the people whose, whose uh, hopes are raised uh, by these types of lies of, uh, disguised as policy. 
and and it comes with a lot of asterisks and caveats, right? Because they do say they extrapolate this thing and say this will pay for itself once we achieve four percent growth. But there there is a, no indication that we will get to four percent growth any time in the year or in, in the near or even far future. I think they're saying it's going to be somewhere hovering around two percent, which means that this will at best will pay one third of itself. At least that's what I've been reading. Yes, correct. And and obviously there'll be a what's called the if it ever gets to a bill, there'll be a congressional budget office uh, scoring of this. And there's no doubt about it that it will it, it will uh, uh, end up uh, uh, being projected to result in trillions of dollars of uh, of increased debt and deficits for as far as the eye can see. Now, the the. Um, uh, the, the the issue here, what also doesn't make any sense at all, is that, um, it, you know, in, in the 1980s, at least you could argue that um, that corporations uh, needed to uh, fill up their coffers after the 1982 uh, uh, crisis yeah, the uh, in, the, in the account in the recessions of the, in the early 80s. But in fact, what we have right now is a corporate sector which is flush with cash. They have trillions of dollars pouring out of their bank accounts, and and, and with with um, and the Federal Reserve Board, which by the way, back in the old days, uh, had really high interest rates, which were being lowered, which helped stimulate the growth in the 1980s. We're in the total opposite position. Where the uh, where the Federal Reserve is probably going to increase interest rates, yeah, and 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 so I mean the real challenge is not getting more money into corporate coffers. They have plenty of money. The problem is that they don't want to invest it. The real issue uh. is 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 that there is a a a need to um, uh, 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 get corporations to actually get uh, spend that money on uh, new plant and equipment and and employment uh, and and if there's any tax reform that should be done it should really be focused on incentivizing corporations not to make more money that they will just hoard but actually uh, focus on getting them uh, the incentives to actually invest it so for example you know uh, um, uh, infrastructure, we should, instead of a big tax uh, cut, we should really focus on on an, on an infrastructure investment uh, project. The other thing you could do is is uh, tax uh, incentives uh, or, or um, for actually creating jobs, which you could draw billions of dollars, trillions of dollars out of corporate coffers, uh, uh, and saying if you want to uh, you want to reduce your tax bill, fine. Uh, uh, build and create more jobs, which so, is the but, the trickle downside of trickle down economics, right? So that that what you're talking about those those legislative pieces would be what would actually make the the the, the wealth trickle. But if right. if right, yeah. So so that's what's missing, or at least that hasn't been what, talked that's about. That's what's missing. That's what's missing in this in this uh, way. Now the I mean the the Obama administration, uh, you know, tried to do that they tried to, uh, to do a a large scale investment project and uh, and the argument ironically by uh, the republicans was oh no we can't afford that that will create a big uh a deficit so it turns out they don't mind when there's a big deficit when they're going to hand over uh, uh billions and billions of dollars to tax breaks 
to the corporations and to the billionaires, uh, where, again, there's no evidence that that will result in any economic growth or job, a, a, a significant job creation, when, in fact, when we know what works, which is actual uh, spending that will generate employment uh, and growth, that's when mm-hmm. the Republicans stand in the way, which yeah. doesn't make any 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 sense at all. And, so- and, and you know, th- th- this is what's been gnawing at me in the back of my head, right? Because we're talking about how this is not even a plan. I think you said it would be better if it were placed on a napkin, but it is what in the Beltway they call the skinny budget, which is kind of like a Cliff Notes with bullet points. It, it, it's just an, a wish list and an idea. So yeah. the the. Uh, I think that the reflective, reflexive thing would be to say, okay, how is this going to affect the nuts and bolts? How is this going to affect Latinos? But I stop myself in going forward with that because if this isn't a serious budget, then maybe we should be talking about what is the president trying to accomplish with this? What is, what's really going on with this tax plan? Well, I think it's completely transparent that it, why it's being released this week. Uh, 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 Donald Trump knows that uh, uh, the 100-day mark is coming and, and, and um, his vaulted claims of all these things he was going to accomplish in the first 100 days, uh, absolutely zero of them are being accomplished. So, uh, you know, he, he, he uh, is trying to avert and, and divert, as, as is his typical strategy, uh, from the truth through some type of shiny object that he uh, uh, flashes in the pan for people, uh, and then then he can move on to the next thing that people are all, uh, 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 you know, momentarily amazed by. But uh, but the reality of it is that this has absolutely no no possibility for going anywhere. Uh, you know, writing tax uh, plans. I mean, uh, uh, you know, he is making Ronald Reagan. Looked like a an incredibly complicated genius, uh, yeah. uh, which is not the way that history has thought about Ronald Reagan. Um, but at least Ronald Reagan, when he announced something like this, he came up with 170 pages, and it and he was very serious that it was going to take a year and a half, you know, to really uh, work with Democrats, which is the only way that something this big will actually get done, rather than than this type of silliness. Uh, again, for for super momentary uh, uh, um, um, uh, uh, publicity, uh, propagandistic purposes. Now, I I think that that again, but we should definitely take this seriously because uh, the problem is that we the country does have a lot of uh, problems, and also important decisions have to be made. Uh, we are at these critical inflection points in terms of shifting to a new economy that's going to require corporations to radically rethink the way that they're going to invest to create jobs. And there's no indication whatsoever that there's any minimal thinking going on about the complexity of the new economy, let alone a real tax reform that is focused on how you create jobs in the 21st century. Not pulling out something, you know, of, of four or five decades ago uh, that even didn't make sense back then. Back then. We, we really have to focus on the fact that, you know, that um, even if corporations invest a lot of money right now, that uh, uh, we have are creating massive automation 
uh, and most of it yeah. would be invested in an automated uh, economy where actually very few jobs would be created. We have a fundamental serious problem about the way we create job, about the way we rethink how income is redistributed. And, um, and, and we're wasting time listening, frankly, to this foolish uh, uh, president uh, make these types of uh, uh, irrelevant uh, 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 claims that are going nowhere. So what does that look like? What, is, what does that look like for Latinos? What, what is the best possible uh, solution, uh, idea, program uh, for Latinos in a new economy uh, that you were just describing right now? Well, I, I mean, the, the most important thing, obviously, that uh, for the for the Latino community, uh, is is also another stopping another part of, of this administration's agenda, which is the attack on immigrants. Okay, what we need to do in this country uh, uh, immediately, in terms of Latinos, is shore up the weakest part of the Latino uh, um, uh, population, which is the immigrant, as also, also low wage labor. I mean, yesterday uh, on Capitol Hill, uh, Bernie Sanders and uh, uh, and uh, um, Keith Ellison uh, introduced legislation to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. Uh, that would uh, directly affect uh, Latino workers and significantly increase incomes in the Latino community, which, by the way, would have a very, very positive effect on the economy as a whole. Right now, where we have very low unemployment uh, is exactly the moment where we need to concentrate on policies that increase uh, the, the incomes of low-income uh, um, uh, people. And that stimulates economic growth and, and, uh, and activity in our Latino communities directly. Second, obviously, the other thing that this administration is going backwards on, which is heavy investment in education and, uh, and, and particularly uh, making the ability of college affordable. Uh, Latinos are uh, poised and because of their youth to go into a, a, uh, uh, the educational ladders. We need to encourage that. But the problem right now we have in this country is that uh, uh, we, we're forcing students who are able to get into universities to basically heavily indebt themselves, which is going to make it extremely difficult for them to be able to uh, become um, uh, productive consumers because all they're doing is paying back uh, uh, huge debts. Uh, and we need that's where we should be spending our tax reform to reduce significantly uh, uh, focus on investments in education, which will definitely you don't need a laugher curve for that to show <laughs> that uh, that a, a, a high in, an investment in reducing um, uh, uh, college uh, um, uh, costs. It pays off more than anything you could possibly do for in terms of government policy. And finally, small businesses. I mean, Latinos are the fastest uh, uh, developers of small businesses. Latina women are particularly heavily involved. We are uh, um, uh, rather than uh, focusing on a financial system that is really oriented towards increasing investments for small businesses uh, and minority uh, uh, businesses will come naturally as a result of that, uh, you, you, uh, we're seeing the opposite. We're seeing a rollback of, 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 of Dodd-Frank, an attempt to, um, to unleash uh, the most unproductive and most dangerous 
uh, practices in the financial system. Let let the uh, which is by the way going back to tax reform. What this will likely do by significantly reducing taxes. And you have to understand the irony of the who was announcing this tax reform is a multi-billionaire hedge fund owner and a multi-billionaire head of Goldman Sachs. That's right. Basically arguing that uh, that the billionaire class is the best person that we should uh, entrust now trillions of dollars worth of tax cuts. What are they going to do with that? We know exactly what they're going to do. They're going to do exactly what they did 15, 20 years ago and play the Russian roulette in more ways than one um, with <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, um, uh, gambling and, and probably offshore uh, uh, um, risky financial uh, that could really come back to shoot a bullet in our in the head of the economy of the United States. So we have to stop this. We have to not only see the absurdity of what they're planning, uh, 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 stop this this corruption, really, of what's going on and refocus the attention in ways that actually can create a sustainable economy for the 21st century. So think, talking about uh, focusing our attention, uh, uh, what would be um, a, a list of maybe three things that we should be paying attention to and looking at in this budget and tax reform process? Well, again, I mean, I, I think, uh, uh, you know, we need to be very clear on, on uh, the cost of this what is it? Uh, what is the price tag? And 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 basically reject uh, this silly notion, uh, uh, you know, uh, of uh, of magical numbers that are going to somehow uh, pay. And all this is going to pay for itself. No, basically, what's going on is a massive redistribution of wealth to the richest people in this country, and who's going to pay for it is the working class, who is going to have to continue to pay uh, taxes. Uh, uh, for generations to cover this this new, uh, uh, as they call it, once in a lifetime party that they want to throw for themselves. Uh, the second thing that we we need to focus on is the 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 uh, distributional impacts of it. Right now, the way they're talking about it, the vast majority of any tax break will go to the top earners and to the top, top corporations. They will try to say that, oh, there's going to be tax cuts for everybody. Yeah, there might be like a teeny-weeny tax cuts uh, for, uh, for, for, for middle class, but yeah. in comparison to where the tax cuts are really going to count in terms of um, uh, paying for them in the future, it's all about transferring wealth to the, the richest. And finally, there's an, an issue of the elimination of, of, um, of, uh, of deductions. It's a very complicated set of issues but that's where you know the devil in the details will come. This this notion of the, for example, the elimination of what's called the the alternative minimum tax, which is introduced by the way by Ronald Reagan for a very good reason, pointing out that lots of rich people and lots of corporations were paying zero income taxes by gaming the system. Yeah. Uh, uh, and now and 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 in fact, the, the interesting thing is that now there that's one of the quote deductions that they're trying to eliminate. Uh, the provisions that they want to eliminate is this alternative minimum tax, which, by the way, and finally, you know, yeah. talking about uh, 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 Donald Trump's tax returns, because I think what would the only tax return we've actually seen of his over the last 25 years, it's it's so ridiculous. You look at that, at the way he paid his taxes, this 
uh, plan would would reduce his tax bill that he paid that year, uh, thirty million down to five million. I wow. mean, it is corruption on a scale we have never seen before. And and of course, him getting away with saying, "Oh, and well, I don't need to release uh, my tax returns. That's not going to happen. We have no plans." Well, you know, I, I think that this is this whole tax discussion is going to come back to haunt him about how, uh, you know, this in many ways, the, the elimination of the estate tax, another deduction issue directly affects he and his family in the, uh, in the order of billions of dollars of, of, um, of saying that, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, that, you know, uh, uh, a long tradition in the United States uh, that, that, that uh, inheritance taxes uh, uh, are fair uh, having um, been there for people who have created billions of dollars of wealth in this society mm-hmm. should should pay back. And so this is a a this this does deep, deep violence to fundamental issues of fairness. And and but let alone it just doesn't make any economic sense. And it's going to cripple the economy at this critical moment of the 21st century. Well, we started off by saying that this process is just beginning and it's just the skinny budget and it's going to be going on. And uh, our plan is to keep a tap on it, to keep eyes on it as this process unfolds in the coming months, because I know it's, it's uh, this discussion is going to be for the long term. And uh, my hope also is that as this is happening, we can come back and check in on you and see what your thoughts are. Absolutely. would love to. All right. Take care, Thanks you guys. You too. Well. Take care. Thank you. So there it is, at least for now, the Trump budget, the Trump tax plan, and what it means and what it doesn't mean. When when it was first rolled out, I had my doubts as to what it actually represented, knowing that it was just a preliminary skinny budget, as they call it. But the proposals seemed to me to be so exaggerated, so far-fetched, so hearkening back to a time when it's been proven things didn't happen or didn't work the way they were supposed to, and then trying to do them again. My thought was, okay, what is what is he really trying to accomplish with this? And uh, as Dr. Hinojosa tells us, there's more to it than, than meets the eye, as there always is. I'm a big believer in things are never what they appear to be. So that's why I'm always asking questions and letting my curiosity kind of run wild and, and, and see where we can go in a conversation. My thanks to Dr. Hinojosa. Hosa, uh, as, as uh, always, uh, very well informed because that's who he is. And, and the, just the conversation was very focused. And, and I, I like that. And it sets it sets the, the, the scene or it, it sets the conversation for the debate that's going to come because that's what this was. This was the beginning of something that's going to be ongoing now for several months. And as this happens, as we always do in the Asiocho, always, always do a new stock, we're going we're gonna to be looking at this through the lens of the Latino community. Uh, the three things that Dr. Nohosa told us to be looking for, uh, minimum wage, to be looking for breaks or some sort of tax incentive to repay uh, student loans and entrepreneurship, small business help. So those three things are um, what I believe and what Dr. Nohosa tells us is the, are the things that we should be looking for. And before I leave the request, uh, there's always an ask, right? And this ask is for you to subscribe to the Latino Daily. Go to the New Stocko Facebook page. There's a blue button that says sign up. Click on it and sign up. It's a newsletter that I write every day in the morning, and it will be sent to your 
email inbox and it's a rundown of the Latino news of the day, what's going to be uh, important and what may have happened overnight uh, with a little bit of analysis, but more than anything, uh, just a conversation of news pertinent to Latino communities. And this is for people who don't have time to go searching in the interwebs for the stories that they want to read. I'll do that for you. I will, I will curate the stories. I will put them in a form that is easy to read, quick to read, so that you can start your morning with it. And also, if you happen to be on Facebook at 6.30 in the morning, I do some uh, live broadcasts of what I'm thinking as I'm writing my newsletter. And that's always a lot of fun because it's, um, it's my thoughts as they're, as they're gelling and as I'm thinking of them. Uh, and, and it's become a really cool conversation with people that are online and uh, send me their questions on the comments and I try and answer them. And it's, uh, there, there's a really, really neat little, little uh, community that's been growing steadily of people that, uh, that, that join me and, and join each other at, at that hour in the morning. And also, th- something to look forward to. Uh, we have been planning some major changes to New Stocko, and those are right around the corner. I know I've been kind of teasing off and on about what's happening at New Stocko and the big changes that are coming, but stay tuned. That's what I can say. They are very close, and it's going to be a change in branding, a change in direction, a change in thinking, and adding some really cool things to what we've already been doing and enhancing the 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 offering that we do every day to the latino community for the latino community and and by latinos because that's who we are anyway with that i'm gonna say thank you and we will see each other next time bye-bye